Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Halfway Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Johnson. And in this podcast, you're going to learn tips and strategies, stories, examples of how to improve your mental health from my own personal mental health journey. And in this particular episode, we're going to talk about how to ensure your thoughts are based on reality. Well, a few months ago, well, let's take it back. About six years ago, I had bought a house okay, in Southern California. And I have, at that time, I had four daughters. And I originally had a plan. Well, you know what? I'm going to get it for the family. And, uh, you know, if I'm staying in it, you guys can come stay in it. If I'm not staying in it, you guys can come rent it out and whatever, you know, rent it for, I pretty much charged my daughters whatever the mortgage was. I wasn't even making any money. They stayed there about a year, year and a half, did pretty good. But then they decided they were only paying maybe a couple hundred, two or three hundred dollars a month. They decided to go ahead and and move back to their mom so they can pay no rent. No problem. I just I needed to get a new tenant. So at this time, I'm, I got a management company and I decided to obviously I'm going to make profit now. So now I'm I'm in profit, make three or four hundred dollars a month. Then I get to make it maybe five or six hundred, whatever. So later, about a few years afterwards, uh, one of my daughters expressed, my oldest daughter expressed that she would like to move back into the place. But by this time, I had a a tenant in the uh, in the house. She's like, well, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, get your stuff together. Uh, get a better job so you can, you know, make sure you can afford it. And and that's what she did. You know, she started going to school, got a great job. And then a few months ago, we we're doing a, a, a Zoom call for, you know, our daughters, me and my daughters, we had a Zoom call, you know, once a week, a couple of times a week. And she says, hey, I'm ready to move back into the place. I got a new job. She had a job for maybe a month. She says, I'm ready to move back. I want to move in in like uh, two months. And I'm like, yeah, but there's somebody staying in there right now. And it just happens to be her ex best friend. And at the time they weren't, you know, I guess getting along. And she's like, well, I don't care about that. I'm your daughter. I'm ready to move back into it. You said once I got my job and started making good money that I can move in. And I got the job. I'm ready to move in there now. I'm like, yeah, but the only problem with that is I don't have a problem. I told her I don't have a problem. You moving in there, but let's give it some time, you know, save up some money and let the, there's a person in there, let them have some time to, you know, stay there. Uh, how about a year? Give it a year. She's like, nope, that's not going to do it. I, I want to move in the summer. I want to move in in two months, two or three months, something like that. So she wasn't being reasonable, listening and trying to be flexible. And so I'm like, yeah. And so her thing was, uh, oh, so you're picking, you're choosing uh, my friend over me and I'm your daughter. I'm like, nope, that's not what it's all about. I mean, so she had left a message uh, when I I had said, yeah, I don't think that's going to work out. Number one, I wasn't going to. Uh, ask somebody to move just because my daughter wants to move in. Number one. Number two, we were. It was during the 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 middle of the pandemic, 
when there's a moratorium saying that you can't just kick people out legally anyway. So I couldn't do it even I wanted, even if I wanted to do it. But the reality is I didn't want to do it. That's not it's not fair. Somebody was in the um, in the house, paying their rent on time, doing everything. You know, so no, I wasn't going to do that just because you particularly are saying what you want and not really concerned about what I want. So she left a voice message uh, on my uh, WhatsApp audio at the time saying you just really going in like, you know what? I can't believe this. I can. I can pay the rent. You don't think I can pay the rent? Well, you know what? Forget it. I'm. I, I don't need you. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. That was a few months ago. We haven't really talked. The relationship has been strained since then. But you know, every now and then, hey, how you doing? She responds, doing good, Dad. And we, you know, say I love you. Blah blah blah. All right. Well, I thought it was over, but apparently there's some some still some resentment there because we had another call. A few days ago, and it, I, basically we were we were doing a video call, and my oldest daughter, the one we're, I'm referring to, came in and was was making some noise in the background, and my other daughter said, "Hey, can you mute your your phone because we it's it's you know messing our we can't hear because of all this noise." She muted her phone, then she unmuted it to say something, which is okay, and then she started back up with the noise again. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to be on a call with all this noise. So I asked the, my, my other daughters, hey, call me back because I, I can't really deal with all this noise. Just call me back. I'm, I'm, and and um, just hung up the phone and they called me back and it was like, hey, what's going on? And I didn't say anything to my oldest daughter, you know, but I was just like I, I set a boundary, controlled my own particular behavior. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get off the phone. Call me back when we can have the peace that we were having before my oldest daughter got on. Well, that leads me to how you can ensure your thoughts are based on reality. So a few. A few minutes after that, um, my daughter sent me a text. And I want you to just listen to this. I'm going to read it to you just to see. I'm gonna, and then I'll point out to you why it's important to have your thoughts based on reality. So this is what she says. You don't have to like me. I try writing you because I truly thought I missed you. I wouldn't want anything more than to have a relationship with you. But you treat me like your daddy treated you. And that's not love. You might be all happy by yourself, not dealing with anyone. But the truth is we need you. I need you, whether I'm upset or whatever. At the end of the day, you're the only dad I got. And it sucks because you're always so in your feelings that you can't even realize there's a bigger picture. Nobody wants to fight with you. We want to learn from you. And you're showing a horrible example. You always been our dad and we have loved you more than anything and always preferred you since we had a say so. But you even know how to push us away. It really sucks that I have to deal with a father like you, especially when you're such a when you were such a role model to me. I know you don't care and will probably block me for the way I feel. And I just have to accept that. But I will always need you and will always long for my dad. I know what you've done for me in life and I will always appreciate it. But I'm not mad, more so disappointed. I love you, dad. And I will always wish you nothing but happiness. And I hope you figure it out one day. 
I'll always be here uh, for you. So then I respond, I'm not the one who needs to figure it out, something out. I hope you figure it out one day. When you're ready to talk like an adult without arguing, I'll be here. Uh, and so let's just leave it at that. And I'm going to go line by line so you can see exactly what I'm referring to. So the first sentence she says is, you don't have to like me. There is an inference there that I don't like her. And what how you deal with making you sure your thoughts are based on reality is. Uh, you need some evidence to back up your thoughts. You just can't have thoughts stream through your consciousness and assume this is what I talked about on the last episode, that they're true. What evidence do you have of that? Do you have a note where I said, hey, I don't like my daughter or did I ever tell you that I don't like you? Did you hear it from someone else? Another daughter that I said, I don't like you. And it's important to we'll, 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 let's just keep going with that. And I'll tell you why it's important to have your thoughts based in reality. OK, but first of all, that's what she says. I try writing you because I thought truly thought I missed you, meaning I thought I missed you. But now I see I don't miss you. That's what I'm in getting out of that. But again, I'm just trying to figure this thing out. And I wouldn't want more anything to have a relationship with you. But you treat me like your daddy. You treat me like your daddy treated you. And that's not love. First of all, how do you know how my father treated you? I've never told her how my I mean, my father wasn't even in my life to treat me good or bad. So how do how 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 did my daddy uh, treat me? Where, where is this? What's it based on? It was just I mean, I don't I don't understand it. And then he said, you might be all happy by yourself, not dealing with anyone as if I'm in a cave. I, I have friends. I have a social life. I have family. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. But it just says it. I I at the end of the day, you're the only dad I got. And it sucks that you, because you're always so in your feelings that you can't even realize a bigger picture. OK. OK, uh, I don't understand that. But then we said we want to learn from you and you're showing a horrible example. You always been our dad and we have loved you more than anything. I always preferred you, but you know how to push. It sucks to have to deal with a father like you. And this is important, especially when you were such a role model to me. So that infers that I was she's saying I was a role model and now I'm not. What's changed since the time I was a role model and I'm not now? Could it be the fact that you didn't get your way? with moving into the house is that and subsequently I end up subsequently excuse me how do you say that I ended up selling the house so now there's no house to even worry about it so the house is sold so there's nothing really to fight over anymore so it's just the only thing I can see is we were fine before then you didn't get your way and now I'm a horrible example and I'm not a, a Roman and then you go down, preferred you, blah, blah, blah. It really sucks to have to deal with a father like you, especially when you're a role model. And then it says, you will probably block me for the way I feel. I've never blocked some blocked her because of the way she feels. She can feel how she wants. That's an assumption. She's jumping to conclusions. All these are assumptions. Can you see that? You don't have to like me. You're assuming I don't like you. You have no proof. You're assuming I'm going to block you. You have no proof. Right. And that is 
And then when I end up asking her to, uh, I'm here to talk whenever you want, she's not responding. They don't want to talk. She's just rather just be in this resentment and be, and, but she says, I'm in my feelings. And that's fine. This is not about to try to say she's wrong or I'm right. It's to show that all of this, the way she's feeling is based on these thoughts that are not based in reality. And that's why it's so important to have your thoughts based on reality, because we make decisions based on our thoughts. You know, if if I told my daughter, hey, I don't like you. Now you can say you don't have to like me because you have actual proof that I don't like you. I've told you. Right. Or whatever other piece of evidence you have. I tell my other daughter, I don't like Jenna. She tells her, hey, dad just told me that he doesn't like you. That's evidence. But just to just. Just jump to conclusions, just draw it out of air. It's just you now you're going to make decisions. So based on what you think and the thoughts aren't even really valid. OK, now, if I told you I don't like you and now you tell me all this stuff, it's valid. You have a OK, you're upset. OK, but I never said any of this. See, this happens a lot. When your thoughts are not based on you jump to conclusions and it looks like somebody's t uh, doesn't like you. So you assume that and you base your decisions on that. It's just not a healthy way to go. OK, I'll try to get into later. I just wanted to show you some examples of how your mind can trick you if you if you don't critically challenge it. You got to be critical of your own mind. And that is the most important part of this. And later on and in, in later. Uh, subsequent, we're back to subsequent again, subsequent episodes, I'll try to go over the mental distortions individually so we can break those down. But I hope this has helped you uh, have a couple of tips on how to ensure your thoughts are based on reality. You now know the benefit, the purpose of having your thoughts based on reality, but you also now know how to gauge if your thoughts are based on reality. It's really based on do you have any evidence? It's like being in a court of law, right? Uh, I can't go to the police and say, hey, you know, I think this person stole my car. You're just going to be like, OK, you think how do you know they stole your car? What's the proof? Oh, I have a video camera and I saw them. This is their picture. OK, that's different. But just to be thinking something doesn't mean it is true. All right. That's enough for now. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you on the next episode.